Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello and welcome back to the Prep to Pro NBA Draft Podcast. My name is Ben Pfeiffer and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Max Carlin. Max, how's it going? I'm doing well, Ben, because we're talking 2021 NBA Draft. Yes, it's been uh, a very fun uh, first episode, at least um, just same recording session for us, of course, but finally some fun prospects to talk about. So we're, we're just going to keep talking about some of the big and small prospects and the developments that we're seeing over the first couple of games. So without rambling anymore, uh, let's get into it. Yeah. With the same disclaimer that we're recording this on Friday, November 27th, uh, after the first couple of days of games, but uh, whatever happens over the weekend and early week, we will not be talking about, we're talking about that first weekend. Um, yeah, let's, let's get into it. The wait is finally over. Football's in full effect. With many teams strutting their stuff, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Um, yeah, so let's let's go to a, a much more serious prospect and talk a little bit of Gonzaga with Jalen Suggs, who had a really good um, opening opening game. Don't get me wrong. I think the the really encouraging thing he showed was the shooting looks really real. Like he had the one like quick one dribble pull up gathered off of off of a screen that looked incredibly clean. Hit hit a hit like a deep NBA range pull up. Um, I think it's pretty clear that the shooting is. Is, is good. Um, and if it's as good as he's kind of been showing them, I, pro- I probably underestimated him a little bit. Um, just like he, he's such a smart player on both ends. First, like as a passer, you know, his like manipulation of angles uh, and just understanding of space at, as, as a ball handler and a playmaker, um, you know, hit, hitting tough laydowns between um, in, in tighter windows and making longer transition passes. All of that is really, really exceptional. Um, and then the, the the tough finishing. I mean, he's a, a a tough layup machine. Like his his touch and balance and strength on you know finishing through contact and knocking back defenders and staying on balance and finishing tough leaners. And he uses the rim as a shield so well to finish for for up and unders while while he hangs in the air. He's a gifted tough finisher as well. And then I thought the the, the defense was was good as well. Um, had a few mistakes I think on the ball. 
but generally was was really sound as a team defender with his positioning and, and his angles in that kind of switch everything role in the perimeter, cutting off um, drivers and, and making tags and stunts. But I think people are getting carried away with with this performance. Um, kind of like you've seen some anointing of, of Suggs as like a top tier prospect, as like a top two, three. I mean, you, you, you've even seen like a little bit of mainstream people like talking about challenging Cade, which, you know, as we've talked about, um, before is is ludicrous. It's not happening. I think the main con- the main concern with with Suggs um, in that he really just struggles to generate significant advantages was very much present. Um, the loose handle, um, his inability to just get by defenders. Like so often, he runs into defenders, and he's he, he's such a great touch finisher. I mean, um, especially at this level, he makes it work. But he all of his finishes are difficult. I think the burst act I like like the burst is good. I think the explosion looks pretty good. He he looked explosive explosive and athletic. But even when he was able to turn the corner and get a step, like because of his lack of vertical explosion and real like closing, real like top end speed. All of his finishes are so difficult. Like he makes them, but the, but because he's so great at them, but they're all really tough. He doesn't really space create for for wide open jumpers. Um, I think his usage, especially in Gonzaga's offense, kind of hides some of that. Like they had the he had the one play earlier in the game where he came off a handoff and and hit the roller in like a pocket pass. I think it's a perfect example of he's going to be maximized at Gonzaga um, as someone who's not going to have the self creation burden be an issue. And obviously, like. He's going to be an incredible college player, and Gonzaga is probably going to win the national title. Um, large in parts of him are going to have a good chance. But yeah, I, I think the concerns with the Suggs are so very real, um, and I think definitely under talks about that. You, you want to see more self creation for him, and, and more advantage creation, and more more dribbling complexity, and and a, just a tighter a tighter handle. Um, yeah, I mean, still still had a really good performance. I think like a very good prospect, like top 10 worthy for sure. But uh, I'm not getting too carried away um, with Suggs after one game, really. He is so perfectly set up at Gonzaga to look amazing, to look too good. Um, Playing in a spot with like multiple skilled bigs who can handle, who will get him looks where he doesn't have to dribble, but like can show off the fact that it, like you said, it seems that the shooting is very real, which is huge. That's, that's absolutely huge. Um, That he can play in transition where you see his open court athleticism, where you see uh, that he is a really, really smart passer uh, and where he just doesn't have to operate in tight spaces with his handle. Um, yeah, defensively, he's so good. That t- The tough finishing is there. I think it's going to keep looking worse. Um, you know, It's not just that he can't, can't uh, create advantages. It's that like, he, he's also got short arms. Like he, He's like a neutral wingspan as a, as a relatively... Uh, and he can't really jump either. Yeah, and and is exclusively a two foot leaper. Yeah. Um, even so, off two feet, like without a runway, like he he had the one play where he like <laughs> tried to jump in transition and like didn't get high enough to dunk. Um, like yeah, gets, yeah. I think that's um, kind of uh, like like obviously like like not a serious play, but a strong example of like a real concern with him, just not be like a, a concern that I th- like you said, I think Gonzaga makes less 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 pertinent at the moment, but is going to matter um, in the in the NBA for sure. Like, yeah, I just think I think this performance was very predictable, and it's why Jalen Suggs is a very good prospect. But um, you know, like t- talking before the season with uh, with our pal Jackson Frank, who does a, a great job covering Gonzaga uh, and the draft, uh, he was you know he was saying that he just knows that Suggs is going to look so good because of the quality of tra- I mean the quality of the team as a whole. 
I mean, it's the best team in the nation by a huge margin. Like they're they're so good, but just that they're such a potent transition attack with a guy like Kispert, who's so so dangerous in transition, with Suggs, who's dangerous in transition, with with skilled bigs who can handle the ball and push like like Timmy and Watson. Um, it's just it's such a good setup for him for Suggs to look so good because his weaknesses as a half court creator are not going to be exposed, and everything that he does so well that make him. Uh, a really good prospect are going to be amplified. Um, so yeah, I think he's he's showcasing why he is a really good prospect, why he is that sort of secondary creator who is worthy of a lottery pick at the very least. But you're you're not seeing him exposed as a, as a guy who really can't dribble. Like for for a, a I mean he really, he's a small guard really. Like he's he like if he's an off guard, he's small. Um, so like he's a, a six four guard who truly cannot dribble, um, and that's a huge problem. Even even w- if you're a guy who can really shoot off the dribble, which it seems like he can, who does have a really great sense for for moving in space and yeah. and like and, and is pretty explosive overall. Like yeah, for sure. No, he is. He is. He's an explosive player. Um, he just is really encumbered by that handle, um, even with his intelligence and shooting. Uh, an explosion. Uh, that's just, it's such a huge flaw. Uh, and he can be a really good prospect in spite of that, but you know, watch Cade Cunningham, watch, yeah. watch what Cade Cunningham does with the ball in his hands uh, and how much he can create out of nothing and compare that to Jalen Suggs. And that's all you need to know about why Cade is the, is the clear best prospect in this class. And Jalen Suggs is a very good prospect. And if a lot of these guys that we think are kind of reasonable ish creator bets, if a lot of them turn out not to be that, then Jalen Suggs could conceivably be a very high pick, but that's going to be a, a, on a, like based on the fact that this draft ends up being not that strong, rather than Jalen Suggs being like a really elite level prospect. Because at the end of the day, he is still a, a, a small, relatively small guard who who struggles to create for himself. Yeah, it's worth mentioning that I think this game is kind of like the apex for Jalen Suggs. Um, at least offensively, I think there's more high-level defensive stuff that he's gonna show. Like, like, like he he was he was good defensively, but but there was but there was none of the ridiculous like team defensive um, playmaking instincts, the blocks, the steals. I think offensively, this is kind of it for him. Um, like he, the perimeter shot making was awesome. The, the the tough finishing was lights out. He looked explosive. The passing was great. Um, so I think this is kind of like as good as it's gonna get for Suggs offensively. Um, I mean, he might have better performances statistically or ones where he, ones in which he makes more shots. Um, but I think in terms of the diversity of his game and what he can and can't do, this is a pretty good encapsulation of what Jalen Suggs is and what he isn't. Um, and I think that what he isn't component is just kind of getting overlooked. And while Suggs had a very awesome game and he's really fun, um, some skepticism is certainly warranted for his status as a top prospect. All right, next, his teammate, Corey Kispert. My my like hot take of the of the first weekend is that I think Corey Kispert's going to end up being a first round pick. Um, guys with that shooting from elite programs who also have size are really highly valued. Uh, and and I don't think like Kispert as a as a first is that crazy. Like he he seems to have improved. He seems quicker. Um, like he he tried to dunk on a few guys, um, but. <laughs> He's he's a smart player. He's he is like a a pretty capable passer as well, um, and just a great shooter at that size. Like, yes, he's going to concede dribble penetration. He can't really dribble, although he did have the the slowest, the slowest blow by of all time. Yeah, it, 
it was so funny. But he is a very good player. He is, again, going to be a really great college player this year um, and is an awesome shooter with while having size. Like, I, I think he's going to end up going the first. And honestly, like, it kind of highlights how crazy it is to take someone like Emmanuel quickly in the first round this year. No, seriously, because look at look at who the shooters are in this year's class. You've got Corey Kispert, you've got Spencer Jones, Sam Hauser. Like, all of these guys – are enormous in addition to being unbelievable shooters. shooters. Yeah. I mean, uh, like to, in addition to being better shooters than quickly. Um, so it just looks kind of absurd to take a guy who's six, three and basically, and, and essentially like a one skill prospect when, I mean, even, even compared to last year, you know, you had bigger, more, more uh, shooters with more diverse skills. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I think this year the just the size of the shooters kind of highlights how, weak a proposition a, a six three uh one skill shooting prospect is um because you know when you're when all of these guys are six eight and like pretty smart team defenders um at the very least uh you know that's that's just in in terms of of what you could the value you can generate on on the defensive end or, or just the the ways you can avoid uh conceding value but that also just ability to get your shot off like it, it's much easier to get your shot off when you're six eight than six three uh, so yeah, don't draft six, three guys who are one skill shooters. Yeah. Aside from being a great shooter, um, on and off the ball, he's just a great off ball player in general. Um, his, you know, sense of space and how to get open shots and, and find, find holes in the defense. Um, he, I'm pretty sure he even had a play where like, like he like slipped into space as a roller and got a dunk, like cutting off of the ball. And I think, um, Another trait that lends well is his craft finishing has looked pretty impressive to me, I think, early the season. I mean, in, in the first game against Kansas, and then in a couple clips I saw against Auburn. Like, we talk about that, the the slow blow-by. Yeah, the finish, the finish was really nice on that. The finish was great. I mean, he used, like, he shielded the ball with the rim and finished with his left hand under the rim to, to, to you know, stave off the, the recovering big. So, the, the, like, with the, with the craft finishing, yes, he can't get to the rim on his own in the NBA. No way. Um, not even really in college consistently. But, you know, what if he can get there uh, as a cutter or moving off of screens um, or filling late in transition, like, he can definitely finish there, I think, a little bit with his size and craft. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't been a big Kisper guy in the past, but I wouldn't really – be shocked to see him win the first and yeah i mean like, again like i i wouldn't hate it like big shooters with ancillary skills um are valuable um and he's clearly one of those i think um and hopefully we see more just like more on ball stuff this year at gonzaga i mean i think we will probably yeah and, th- and th- that's the thing with with the finishing like you have to close out super hard on Corey kisberg because he is a great shooter and then like he, he is a pretty good passer like you can reliably count on him to make decisions attacking closeouts um so yeah I, it's it, he just it's he's a well-rounded big shooting prospect um that that's that's pretty valuable um like the, there are going to be parallels drawn to cam johnson for sure um and i think like for him that's that's probably a lot more reasonable than it's been for for guys like neesmith who have much less well-rounded skill sets um, yeah, I, I think Kispert is going to be very highly regarded and I don't think it's, I don't think it's crazy. Like I, I liked him last year, I think more than you, uh, definitely a guy I would have drafted, not, not in the first, but, but yeah, he's, he's, he's just a good basketball player and, and brings a lot of valuable skills.
Yeah, I and mean, I think at this point, um, is he a better prospect than than Watson to you? Yeah, Watson has looked terrible. Yeah, he's he's not looked good. I mean, the mobility I think on both ends has been yeah. So like I I, I mentioned this in, in the past that that um our, our buddy Zach Milner had been quipping that that uh that Gonzaga scrimmage um and that Watson some of the Watson clips were really concerning that he the movement was not good. Uh, and that's been the case that this this year. I mean, he looks slow. He can't stay in front of anyone. Yeah. He, he looks terrible. Like he just the one play where he like tried to create from the perimeter and just like lost the ball and fell over. And, oh and, man, and yeah. And just, like it's like he's not like it's not like he's not in positions to take advantage of his strengths. Like he is, and he's going to be with Gonzaga. But like he does not look good. And like especially watching him next to Drew Timmy, who has just been outstanding, like on, on both ends. Like he's one of the best bigs in the country, no doubt. Less of like a, I mean, less of like a serious NBA prospect, at least for this year. But like an incredible college big, and yeah, I'm definitely saddened to see Watson not looking very good. Like it's yeah, probably Timmy is going to spend the rest of this year and the next two years being the answer to the question of like who's the best college player who's not a real NBA prospect because yeah. he's he's so good, but um, yeah. not really an NBA prospect. Um, but he's awesome. Like he's so much fun, and he's like really really good. Yeah, I mean, dude, it, it's kind of hard to find people on Gonzaga who don't look like more real prospects than Watson, honestly. Right? Yeah, now. like it, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, it's like like even Nemhard, who like has a lot of real issues. Like, I mean, it's yeah, it's it's disappointing. It's kind of sad, but Watson. Yeah, yeah, I think Kispert easily their second best prospect at the moment. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. I I did not watch the first USC game, but you did. And I've seen clips, uh, Mobley, Mobley. Mobley. Yes. Very excited for the Mobley show. Um, so, so happy to have it back. Um, there were quite a few, um, Isaiah to Evan and Evan to Isaiah plays where yes, USC's offense is kind of a nightmare. Um, their US, their, their UNC West, but like the, some of like the, the high post stuff, um, I mean, you saw some of Evan Mobley's pretty special, like handling coordination and passing for a size. They ran a snug pick and roll where he like handled it and threw a, threw a lob to Isaiah Mobley. Um, had a couple like high post entries, hit a short roll corner skip. Like the passing was awesome, and even the ones that didn't amount to anything, like the, like his fluid, who's fluidly tra- transitioning from dribble to pass at that size is totally is totally ridiculous um and, and then like some of the handling coordination was there like really fast and fluid attacking closeouts even if you can't really get to the rim or anything or create his create space just because of his general lack of strength um th- the touch looks looked great he was able to score in a variety of ways um like high like really high like length extension post hooks and floaters with his touch um some tough floaters and, and contact finishes on drives the jumper didn't look too bad either. Still like a slow two motion shot, but he was comfortable taking it. Um, hit a spot up three. The, 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 that looks good. So overall, his, his lower body looks weird on that spot up three. I've seen I've seen that clip. Uh, yeah, it was slow. Yeah, it's slow. What? Yeah, I, I mean, it's like stemming from that, I'm I'm curious to see what happens when teams just completely stop closing out on him. Like we saw with, with Isaac Okoro last year, like what happens with the not, cause I, I do kind of think like, I'm still undecided if I think Mobley is a wing or a big. Um, so it, it's, it's, um, 
it, yeah, it's just like w- what's going to happen when teams just completely start ignoring him. But um, yeah, I I believe in him with with the handling and with with the fact that like even more so than than Okoro that he can operate on the roll that he can operate from the dunker spot because he's just so freaking quick off the ground. It's so yeah. enormous. He's like a really good off ball big. Football. Yeah. Like I think that's honestly probably under discussed with him. Like he could be a ridiculous lob threat with his quick leaping and like his coordination and his length to extend back and and catch difficult passes. And, and he's a seven six wingspan. He's just an enormous yeah. human being. Yeah, I mean he he's gonna be so good off the ball, like, even if he can't make it work off the ball. And like, he's on the crazy ball. high feel. He just has a, such a great sense for finding space on the court to move into and timing he's yeah he he really is awesome i think there's a pretty significant chance that he ends up just being qb2 um like especially with with how bj i know we're not we're not overreacting to one game but the the fact that that some some of the like easily anticipated my my at the moment caught-ish take is that if he went to any uh school with like a competent offensive system that he'd probably pretty easily be the number two prospect, like quickly. Like, the like it's still like unfortunate to see him playing in like the USC offense, which lends to some fun moments with like high lows with with his brother. But like generally, the spacing and the, and everything is really off. Um, but yeah, like he's so good. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about the defense, which was generally good, I think, as well. He he had some issues diagnosing, you know, slips and DHO keepers and more complex, you know, pick and roll actions that he just hasn't really seen in a long time, I think, or isn't used to defending but i think he, he even showed his ability to adapt where um cal baptist got him on a couple slips early in the game and then later in the game like they they tried it again but he instantly reacted and and stole the ball um so i think he he's already shown that that ability to adapt um as a team defender as a processor and not all of the general mobley special stuff was there like he was like none like Cal Baptist isn't isn't a very athletic or explosive team, but their guards could get nothing on him as like driving on the perimeter. Like his his movement on hedges, late switches, even just straight switches guarding the perimeter. He he, he was pretty pretty stellar um, there. And then as a rim protector, had some issues just like straight defending in the post with his strength, which was to be expected. But the the rim protection with his timing and length and ability to corral the ball and keep it in front of him, all of that was there. Like. I, again, like I think um, it wasn't a game just because of how Cal Baptist plays that lended to like crazy defensive impact. But I think all of the really impressive tools and, and traits that Mobley has were were apparent, even if not in, you know, as pronounced a way as I think they will be in the future. Overall, like like a really great performance, like um, kind of um, a, a lot of what you wanted to see with Mobley. Um, just going to be really, really exciting um, for him like, this year. I'm, I'm going to watch a lot of their games. Like he, he's so much fun. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch them. Uh, going yeah. to take team building concessions to get the most out of Evan Mobley, but it's going to be worth it. He's yeah, un- like he's just like really special, physically, skill wise, feel like he, he really is. I, I think a pretty outstanding prospect. Yeah. Um, how, how did his, how did his engagement look just like totally fixed from senior year? Totally fixed. Yeah. I, I mean, he was trying, like I said, there were some, I think processing and understanding gaffes defensively where he just like, wasn't recognizing actions quickly enough or wasn't picking up on certain motions, but I don't, I can't recall any, any, or, and didn't note any either where he just like, wasn't trying. Yeah. I mean, not offensively as well. 
like he picked the spots he was aggressive when he needed to be he he, uh, he passed when he needed to i yeah just that that concern as kind of expected was evaporated when he's actually playing for a team that's gonna you know make him a focal point on offense like yeah so like th- things to monitor how he adjusts to being ignored because of his shooting um how 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 much how much more consistent he gets with diagnosing action because yeah i saw i saw that he got he got got on two slips and and had yeah. the one where he realized and and I think yeah. he steal, but um yeah mon- monitoring how 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 much his recognition progresses and how he adjusts to being ignored as a shooter. But really an outstanding prospect, incredibly fun. Like watch him, he's he's cool. Uh, just like the way that he moves, like he's a guy where you don't even need to see him do anything with the basketball. Just watch him move, and it's kind of. It's like how people describe James Wiseman as like all you need to do is watch him move, and I don't really think that that was the case with Wiseman because like you could watch him try to turn his hips, and and then and then you wouldn't be too enthused. But like watch Evan Mobley move, just like watch him catch a lob where he reaches back with one yeah, hand play like, early in the game, like yeah, and just like has the coordination to to just like gather himself and dunk it like so calmly, and it looks so easy. He is just really special physically while being very very skilled and an incredibly high field player uh really an awesome awesome prospect yeah i'll quickly say before before we move on um don't think we were seeing an an evan uh and isaiah mobley leap um yeah i I, I think with with more usage and more often more of an offensive role like like we saw some of the passing and um a little bit of the defensive you know impact with his length and smarts but overall like still looks overwhelmed physically um still you know i mean some some interior scoring with his height and length but again the, the competition isn't great um i wasn't super encouraged i, I mean the shooting looks I, I think he's more confident as a shooter which which is a nice sign but like the shot still doesn't look great um, i'm i'm not really yeah. expecting it to ever be there with isaiah mobley yeah uh, i'm not yeah I, I mean i wasn't um, super uh, like encouraged, and I think just playing with better teammates like, like is, is a big help for him. Like like one like playing with his brother, who not only is like an incredibly high field playmaker, but is is like his brother and probably knows him as a basketball player better than almost anybody. And like just playing with like 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 USC is a really fun team. Like they have so many big skilled guys like Agbong Polo, Yuval <laughs> Agbong Polo. They have a they have kind of like a another tall guard named Drew Peterson, who I wasn't aware of his existence, but made some really impressive passes as well. Um, I, I don't exactly know what he is, but he's like a, a really good passer at, at his size. So just like it's like like, like again, why it's unfortunate that their offensive construction is that is as it is because they're a talented and like they're a skilled and, and physically imposing team. Um, so which again lends well to um, opening up the floor for. Isaiah Mobley especially, and Evan as well, but I think Evan's going to be doing a lot of the driving of that offense. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, like Evan Mobley's so good. Like He's yeah, awesome. He's a really sensational prospect. Um, I would not be surprised if he really establishes himself as the other guy in this class. Um, especially, like, I'm curious. We haven't, Zaire has not played yet. Zaire Williams at Stanford has not played yet. Their first Keon team. has not played yet. Jaden Springer, Jalen Johnson. Yeah, but I, I mean, just thinking about my top tier of guys, uh, I, I think Keon might be in that. I'm not really decided on that yet. But, but Cade being in his own tier, and then BJ Zaire and Evan Mobley. Uh, the the BJ, the physicality did not translate up to compensate for his strength. I'm definitely concerned about Zaire, although. 
stylistically he he plays very differently from BJ that he is like really reliant on the shot. Uh, But if his defensive impact is really hindered by his strength, um, which I'm concerned about because he's even weaker than BJ and not physical on, uh, yeah, I'm like definitely DJ. more worried about Zaire from a yeah. standpoint than, than than Boston. Like, yeah, given that I now I have some some concerns about BJ and and you know like those those also kind of rub rub off onto onto Zaire. Um, I would not be surprised if Mobley cements himself as as like the clear two. And I'm I'm definitely not making that change yet. Although he's he's always been in that tier for me. Um, yeah, Dude, I'm <laughs> yeah I'm I'm excited about him. He's a really really good prospect. The wait is finally over. Football's in full effect. With many teams strutting their stuff, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Support for the Prep to Pro NBA Draft podcast comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's blow the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas, listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I am talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. The Lawn Mower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting it on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stink. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code armchair. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. All right, so next uh, I want to talk about Caleb Love and UNC. I don't think you watched this game either, did you? No, I did not. Yeah, um, very disappointing performance for Caleb Love. Um, you, you can you can give me the I told you so because um, Max. I told I told you so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't as optimistic on love as I think a lot of people were, but um, I, I, I certainly was more optimistic than you were. And as of now, um, his performance looked eerily familiar um, to another number two wearing UNC guard, who you all know, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, um, the burst and explosiveness was more problematic than I anticipated. Um, just could not get any separation after his initial moves were like he he has some shift shiftiness in his handle but just after out of breaks he couldn't couldn't create that separation once he once he gets to the rim just cannot elevate to finish had like one or two like actual rim attempts um where he got all the way to the rim and a lot of those like weren't really his his own doing i think um and like and then he just like was passive as a shooter which I really didn't expect and is, is kind of unfortunate. Like he, he was not taking threes. Like I, I think he took like one pull up three, maybe like he, he, he was passing up like shots, threes off of movement um, was passing up relatively open threes um, off the catch, even if from fairly deep. Um, I think his, like, he's going to need to like Chuck if he's going to keep any value, like he's going to need to take advantage of his awesome pull up shooting. Um, the, the floater game was there as well. Like he has 
certainly um, like a solid intermediate game with with his shifty handling and, and the floater touch. So he he showed off some of that, and then like the playmaking. Well, he made some nice reads in transition. Um, very much didn't do much. Uh, the spacing was obviously terrible as always, but the decision making as well just just wasn't great. So offensively, I was concerned, and then defensively, just was whatever. Like had had some flashes of solid mirroring on the ball and using his length and instincts to to jump passing lanes, and then had some you know plays where he allowed too much penetration or you know didn't rotate. Um, uh, you know, a, a pretty obvious play and it lost a shooter off ball. So just not an encouraging performance for, for Caleb Love. Um, I think was even worse, um, even worse was, was RJ Davis, who um, I kind of definitely expected to see more than I expected with, with Love because he's just so small and gets physically overwhelmed on, on both ends. Um, but yeah, um, certainly like all of a sudden, like a lot more, like definitely a lot more concerned about Love than I was going in, seeing that if this is going to be what it's like, it's it's not good like he 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 was not great and like a lot of it a lot of it was his fault some of it wasn't and i i don't think UNC is a place where it's a lot of that's gonna get fixed um yeah it, it was problematic with him just his lack of advantage creation uh decision making really stark hold high school guards to a very high standard if burst looks like it's not great in high school it's going to be a huge problem in college. Uh, we saw that with Cole. It seems like we're seeing that again with Caleb Love. And yeah, a similar thing to RJ Davis, that when he played big and athletic competition, he looked shockingly small and unathletic. Um, and it, it certainly seems like that Like that was the takeaway that everyone who watched this game had. Uh, like Ben said, I, I, I haven't seen this game, so I don't know about the specifics, but I have, I've seen clips of, of, especially of Love really looking slow um and yeah I don't, I don't think that he looked like the slowest guy in the world in in high school at aau but he definitely didn't look bursty uh and you just you just have to think about how that's going to translate up levels uh and yeah uh, hold, hold guys to a really high standard with that you know if you're if you're a, if you're a big time guard prospect you really need to be getting to the rim with ease uh and that's why I, I miss Sharif and I want to see him play. <laughs> I want to see I want to see Sharif at the rim every single possession possession because his explosion out of his ridiculous dribble moves is so good. Um yeah. So like Cade. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it, the, the standard for, for guards is it's really high. Uh, it's really tough to be I mean any any type of creator, obviously, but to be like once you lose size, you you really you gotta be really exceptional from a, from a burst standpoint, handling uh, all those things. Yeah. yeah. Just want to track if Caleb Love's going to like start shooting more. Like that, that, that's, yeah, that's really weird. weird. That, like, that, that was is, weird. Yeah. That like, I, I, I was not a Caleb Love guy. Uh, timidity as a shooter was not something I was accounting for in that. Yeah, he, he was not ambitious as a shooter, which is what he needs to be. Which um, is weird. Cause like, he's always been a guy with a really quick trigger. Like that's part of the appeal is that he gets his shot off super quickly. Um, yeah. Weird. Has, you know, awesome touch and, and range and East West space creation. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's concerning. I mean, I, again, only one game and not going to like overreact to one game, but I think it was a game that was instructive. Um, and I guess unsurprising that UNC willing to change its offensive ways. And uh, I, I definitely wonder what impact it's having. Cause like in theory, like it's a roster with like a lot of skill and a lot of spacing, like, or, or at least it could be. Mm-hmm. And 
it, it just isn't. So, yeah. Um, all right, not college. Do you want to talk Roko Prokacin a little bit? Because uh, I've watched a handful more of his early season games with Sabona. Um, I keep getting lower and lower on him. Um, I really don't like him. Uh, so, like, we we've, we discussed this before that he he seemed to get bigger and with that lost some of his movement appeal that like he really is a, a bit clunkier now and just slower and moves worse laterally. And it's just, it's not getting better yet. And, and you obviously have to give a guy time with that. That can take years to get that back. But if he doesn't have like really special movement ability, the athletic appeal of Roko Prokacin falls off a huge amount. Um, and so I've just been really concerned what he's done defending in like on ball situations that his, his movement and footwork have been really bad, that his pick and roll coverages have been really, really bad, that he, he seems to have no clue what he's supposed to be doing there um, and and can't really move in them. Uh, and then just offensively, I really don't know what he is. Um, he, yeah, the, the shot is still a total mess. Uh, he like he is a high field guy, a good cutter, um, like does have some slashing and ground coverage ability with, with long strides and just like being a very large person has some some ambidextrous finishing. And like defensively there are good things. Like I think for the for the most part as a team defender he's pretty good. He is re- like really really physical on tags. Uh but like communication is rough. Uh he is he is like late on stuff and and does miss stuff. Um yeah, I've just I keep souring on him the more the more I watch. Uh n- not not wild about Roko. Yeah, I mean, I certainly get all of the concerns. I haven't seen him recently, so um, putting on weight and, and losing explosiveness would, would definitely be an issue. Um, I'm like still holding out hope because of like how explosive he looked in, at, at lower levels. Like he like really was able to like easily win with explosion and burst and and, and create easy looks at, at lower levels. And yes, I think not being able to do it um, is it, concerning. But I mean, he's still like a 18 year old. I mean, he turned 18 yesterday. And he's playing in in incredibly in a pretty good pro league, um, so I think there's there I think there there's reason to still believe in his ability to create a little bit. And I think that opens up his passing, which I'm a believer in. Um, so I mean I'm still pretty high on him just because I I'm I'm more uh, you know I have more belief in the creation and the playmaking. Um, it's probably definitely just as skeptical as you on the shot. Like it's not. Yeah, but that's kind of the problem though is that he's he's a guy who. You know, without the threat of the shot, I'm not sure what he can do because he he is a physical driver and a somewhat explosive one. But like guys, guys can give him that step and absorb like when he drops his shoulder, you can absorb that. Like he's not crazy strong or anything. Um, so I don't I don't really know what he can do without people respecting his shot outside of like being a, a smart cutter. Um yeah, yeah, I I have role concerns and just like ability concerns there. Yeah, it's a fa- I mean those are all fair concerns. I'm I'm just more you know more confident in, in his ability to create with his explosiveness and his handle. And I mean yeah, I mean the shot is not good, um, no doubt. I I mean it's I think it can improve to the point where it's okay, but it's going to take a lot. Um, and I, mean, I I just believe a lot in all of what else he does and and his age and what he's shown at lower levels. Um, so I'm gonna like remain fairly optimistic, but again, like I haven't seen like a lot of the recent games. Um, so I mean, I'm always open like changing my opinion. 
though. Yeah, I'll be curious to see what you what you think after after watching some more of, of this year's games. I'm I'm down to like twenties range for him. Not I'm I, I was never really viewing him as a lottery guy, more of a mid first guy, but I'm I'm getting even even more pessimistic on him. I, I think that yeah, beyond all of the like more granular issues that I have, I just without the shot there. It's just I'm really not sure what he does, uh, and I definitely don't think that he is some exceptional defensive prospect to to cover for that. Even if even if he has good, even if he is good and at lower levels has been really good from from a recognition standpoint and a lot better movement wise. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 not not into Rogo. Right, um, so- do you want you want to talk TJD? Yeah, um, I watched Trace Jackson Davis's first game against Tennessee Tech. Uh, we are not Trace Jackson Davis guys. I've always been kind of baffled by the Trace Jackson Davis hype. Um, just never really saw it. We'll say I, I'm still I, I haven't like changed, but he he has he did show some incremental improvement that um that that may be encouraging. He he made a right hand layup and it looks really good. Like it looks nice. Like it, it was like a drop step over his left shoulder. Clean. You said right handed. Yep. No. Yep. Okay, you, gotta send, you have to send me that. Yeah, I will. Um, I clipped it. I posted it on my Twitter last night. Um, okay, I'm so gonna go look at that right now. It's yeah, I know, right? Like I was aghast at that play. Um, yeah, right, like drop step in the post, right-handed layup. It looks good. Um, he did, in fact, have quite a few um, of the same plays where he was, you know, tried way too hard. To, to finish with his um, left hand and totally failed because of it. Also had some really impressive <laughs> your face. He, he finished with his right hand. He did. Unbelievable. He, he, wow. did, I, he did. I wasn't lying. Um, um, yeah, had some, obviously, you know, had some plays where he showcased his awesome touch with his left hand. But, like, the, the real development, I, I think the passing looked a lot better. Um, looked definitely was improved. He had a couple really impressive plays um, where he, he had one where like on the, I clipped it as well. Like he on the catch made like an immediate pass to a cutter. He had a play earlier in the game like that where he didn't see the help and turned it over and then had that play later in the game. So I think the processing speed overall is improving while maybe he's not, he's not reading defenses as well as he could. Um, the, the processing speed and willingness to try passes um, it's good. He had like a crazy outlet pass where like he he grabbed a rebound with one hand and before he hit the ground he like launched the outlet perfectly like with velocity. Um, that was th- that was fun and encouraging. So definitely looking to see more passing with him. Um, just you know I, I'm just like more. He had uh, quite a few good basic reads, which is what you really want to see from Trace because just before it says last year you know with his finishing issues. Um, I, like besides being like a role man and like a face up score, I wasn't sure what he did on offense. And if he's playmaking, that's important. Um, shot he took and made a, a a long mid pick and pop, which was solid. The, the, the jumper still looks pretty bad, and um, it was wide open, and it was one jumper. That's like that's like um, you know like what, what like like a fourth of his jumper sample from last year. Like yeah, I. I think that like synergy might have credited him with more, but if you go back and look, there were like two real jumpers. Yeah, exactly. Like so, he, he took like two or three actual jump shots last year, and the fact that he took and hit one in the first game, I mean, fairly encouraging. Um, so obviously, like still m- m- majorly a, a TJD skeptic. His defensive impact was also not really there. It was kind of eh, 
like there was some good movement on, on hedges and recoveries, but no really incredible plays. Um, a couple little mistakes, uh, um, you know, overly jumpy on the perimeter on closeouts and just not rotating well. But yeah, I mean, still like an old prospect who can't shoot um, and is undersized as a big, but the, the passing improvement is important, I think. Um, and I think it's like the track to see if it's real. And just like this, this Indiana team is, is really fun with their freshman class, like Christian Lander and Trey Galloway and Anthony Leal are all very fun um, freshman guards. So I think there's definitely some unlocking potential for Trace where I'm, again, like a, a Trace skeptic, but open to the idea of him. Um, very ex- interested to see if he can continue this against better competition. Um, and, and keep up the the passing development, which is um, was su- kind of surprising to see, and, and definitely I think encouraging. So good to see f- from Trace, though I'm still skeptical. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch that game, but also a Trace Jackson Davis skeptic um, for all the reasons you laid out. God. Yeah, I was so surprised when he finished with his right hand. Like it was. Yeah, I mean, you saw my reaction to it. <laughs> I did. It was... Yeah, uh, not something I expected. Yeah, yes. yeah. This is that's one time I wish I was recording the screen. So, <laughs> all right. So I think that's all of like the big prospects um, and talking points we have. Um, so we got a few smaller catching eye guys. So Max, want to get on with yours? Sure. Yeah. So I was just I watched a few minutes of the Ohio Illinois the game that was today. Um, Ohio guard Jason Preston. Uh, this guy is good. Um, he is really, really crafty, like six, three, six, four lead guard, um, really awesome understanding of, of space, just like where, where to snake to and how long to hold the big, um, just like some, some stop start into a scoop layup, uh, did hit a few threes today, which as far as I can tell from his basketball reference page has been his, uh, his hiccup in the past, not really a, a high volume three point shooter but a really crafty guard like seems to be quite a good passer as well um so yeah i i mean he just popped big time I mean, he went to he he went toe to toe with with Desumu, who we were talking up i guess in, in part 1 of this um and and almost pulled out the win uh had a few like big passes and big buckets late um yeah uh pr- pretty pretty impressive um like looking through his 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 sports ref page today, like has been you know like had a, sol- a solid sophomore year as well. Um, so I'm I'm a, a guy from a smaller school that I'm I'm excited to track because uh, it seems like he's a pretty pretty interesting guard prospect. Yeah, the scoring volume uh, and diversity leap is certainly encouraging to see potentially happening. I mean, I was definitely aware of Preston and somewhat familiar with him as a really impressive passer um, at his size. But didn't definitely didn't have any in-depth knowledge of him. Didn't really study him last year. Yeah, this this is encouraging to see, seeing kind of that uptick um, as an offensive generator. Um, certainly, certainly a game I'm going to watch and someone who I'm excited to watch going forward. Because yeah, I mean he like j- just from the clips I saw you post and have seen him post, like he looks very fun. Like the craft and the the pick and roll playmaking is all pretty good for a guy his size. He looks pretty. He looks fairly big as well. Like. Yeah, he's like I mean he's four, good, like, good size height wise for a, for a lead guard. He's skinny as a junior for sure. Yeah, but um, yeah, like six three, six four or something. I mean, he's yeah. listed, I think, at six four, but yeah, I think maybe he, a little bit smaller than that. With the hair, I mean, he looks bigger too. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, he he yeah. he's interesting for sure. Like definitely someone someone to track. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, I a couple guys I want to talk about. First one, Kansas freshman Bryce Thompson was really impressive. He looked like their best prospect, I think, pretty clearly. Um, I mean, not that Kansas really has any other real prospects. I mean, you can take your pick between fringy guys like Akbaji or or Garrett, but um, Bryce Thompson looked really legit. Um, he's a he, he was a really really great pull up shooter. Um, very comfortable getting into mid range pull ups. Great lift, smooth transition from from dribble to pull, and then hit like that impressive like between the legs step back uh, in semi transition. That looks really good. I mean, I don't think he's very explosive and didn't get any separation turning the corner or getting to the rim, but the shooting was awesome. And then his defense was like incredible. Like I did not expect this. Um, I hadn't seen any of Thompson before, so I didn't know anything about him. Um, but I so so I don't have any like pre college prior, but his defense was incredible. Like he, like I think he had like f- four or five stocks. Like the recovery tools, even when he allowed penetration to to um to get blocks on on some of Gonzaga's guards. Like he fronted the post against a big and and got a steal. He had some really impressive like stunt and recovers to pick up deflections. Like some some veteran trickery where yeah, like he he bait offensive players. Um, to to get steals, like he he's he's pretty weak. Um, he he's skinny and he's not that explosive. Um, but the instincts and like the and the effort and his just willingness to fight on on defense, um, was really impressive. Um, that coupled with like good pull up shooting, um, I think you potentially have uh, a pretty interesting prospect. Um, definitely stood out as the most interesting prospect to me on that Kansas team. Uh, excited to watch more of him. Yeah, our our guy Jake Rosen is a big fan, um, and so he was yeah when when Thompson was was kind of lighting it up against Gonzaga, uh, I asked him about him, and he said that he's a bucket getter, and he certainly seemed like a bucket getter in that game. Yeah, that that step back was really awesome, um, and, and yeah, I I didn't pay as close attention to him, but I I definitely I mean I obviously noticed that um, the step back and and he had um, another was chasing off screens and picked up a steal. Um, yeah, he was, he was, he definitely popped. Uh, he looks like a guy for sure. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Kansas, not exactly prospect. Uh, Heavy this year. Oh, so, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, he, he, he certainly could be the best they have to offer. Uh, and then, yeah. And then lastly, Dwan Odom, a uh, freshman at uh, Xavier, a freshman, like 6'4, six, 6'5, six, explosive guard with really great defensive instincts, um, chasing, chasing off the ball instincts. Um, jumping passing lanes for steals had a couple blocks in the perimeter and then in transition is like like didn't do much at least that i i I didn't catch the whole game i thought bits and pieces but in transition offensively really fast like with some actual like change of pace as a handler and was able to like have some explosive touch finishes and draw fouls just like uh, an explosive guard with some real instincts who i am just gonna track like very very root catching eye roots guy like not not too sure about him but caught my eye and was impressive and someone i'm gonna keep looking at going forward yeah i i i don't have any takeaways on him i i did see him in in some of the first uh xavier game but um didn't didn't have a takeaway all right so i'm pretty sure that's that's all we have today for uh our first episode covering 2021 that's all we have after we discussed yeah 30 different things we could have spent probably like like another hour if we'd watched more games i mean we we didn't talk about like villanova arizona state guys and there's so we could we could do that i I watched i watched some of both villanova games so far and they play again today 
Uh, you can talk about them because I mean I haven't seen either of the games. I'm meaning to play later today, but like yeah, I'm I didn't, sure might as well. Like I didn't watch them that closely. Uh, but Marcus Bagley hit a bunch of threes, including uh one off the move, which was interesting because he's quite large. Uh, I know PD is a big fan of Marcus Bagley, uh, so someone to track. Uh, Christopher, what did I see from Christopher? I saw you um, get like a bank pull up three. I, I yeah, he, I banked, he banked a pull up three. He had one nice uh, attack where I think he like hit a guy with a hang and then exploded out of it and, and finished. Um, that, was, that was pretty solid. Uh, he's he's a, he's an interesting but weird prospect, like kind of on the Ant Edwards spectrum, but way less skilled. Uh, and but like really overwhelming physically though, like. Yeah, really, like, really, really impressive physically. Um, and then Jerry, of course, is off to a huge start this year. Uh, I think he looks more willing to shoot, which is good. Like, getting up more threes, which is good. He, he does kind of seem fundamentally to be a similar player to me, but that's a guy who I liked a lot as sort of like a linking four who just can be trusted to move the ball and can handle a bit and, you know, is, is going to get good. Like, he's going to give you production on the glass uh like moves well he's definitely been targeted a bit um on the perimeter but like it doesn't go that poorly like he kind of just slides with guys and then they get off yeah and they and they get off like mediocre floater attempts so like he gets attacked a lot but it's i don't know that it's actually that effective for the opposition um because he does move well uh it would be nice if he like were truly center size because then he'd be a really good prospect but I don't know. I he, I still like him as a as a guy who's smart, moves well, is physical, um, and I think can shoot and like be a good team offensive player. Uh, nothing incredible, but like I think approximately a first round prospect. Yeah, I mean, definitely someone who I was a big fan of last year. Um, I'm sure I again haven't seen any of the Nova games yet, but I'm sure I will continue to be a big fan of him. Like he's very fun, and he always has been. Like. He's just a great, you know, doesn't really have any real upside as like a star, um, solid role-playing big, um, the size, you know, definitely a bit of a concern, but just people who, who move that well or in that smart and are that smart and skilled and looks like going to be that good of a shooter. Like there's a place for him. Yeah. I wish he was a little bit longer and was just more consistent as a finisher because of it. That would be really nice, but he's like an even wingspan guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's a shame that he's not a little bit bigger and a little bit longer, but uh, he's still good. Yeah. I think that's actually all we have for now. Yeah. Um, going to have a whole cycle of this, so that, that's fun and exciting. Um, we'll have more of this talk next week, I'm sure. So with all that, we'll, we'll outro. Thank you all for listening, as always. Um, you can follow the pod at prep2propod on Twitter. Follow Max at Max A. Carlin at, and me at Ben underscore Pfeiffer underscore for lots of the clips that we're going to be posting from the various games we'll be watching. Um, and with that, we will see you all next week.